Last time on Four Orbs. Astra, Doris, Felomir, Finch, and Kirkle. The five of you crawl out from under debris and from hiding. Mestic has destroyed almost everything on the top of this mountain. Keth, are, are you okay? What happened? It happened. Yeah, the, uh, the fire giant happened. Is it over? I think so. That zombie thing also kind of scared me a lot. Oh, oh yeah. Did, did I crush it? Yeah, you killed it. I'll just kind of stare blankly and like slowly nod. Come on, let's go uh, see what we can do about this library. And so the five of you plus Kurgle have regrouped. So you guys plan on going in there, right? Yeah, I think so. I think, think I have to. Okay. And I'll say that like with Keth recuperating, we'll also go ahead and consider this part a short rest. You enter into the library building. From the outside, this building was big, but on the inside, it's enormous. Philomir, do you think if you pulled out the Book of Orn we have, that would somehow help direct us towards it? I don't think so. Actually, uh, I have a spell that might help locate the book. Oh, really? Um, you still have the book in your library, right? Yes. Maybe having it might help. If I see the book, I, I might be able to find the its twin. Ah, yes. One moment, and I'll just kind of find a clearing and open up the library. Okay. Walk on in, grab that Book of Warren. We all see this magical library pop out that kind of brightens the room for a moment. Philomir, you grab the Book of Warren, still in its same spot. And as you step out of the library, you hear in your head, So close. Oh. The library dimmed. I've never seen it do that before. I've seen that face. He's in your head, isn't he? Uh, I assume you guys didn't hear anything, did you? Okay, well, I've seen it. You can put it back in your library and close it up now. Okay, 180 degree turn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as you move towards your library and you start to take it inside, holding it in front of you, the book hits the door of the library. Well, go on, Felomir. <laughs> I'm going to just sort of like 180 degree around the book to where like I go in the library and then I'm going to try to like... <laughs> Pull it in. <laughs> Y'all see him turn around and walk in backwards, and then you see his the knuckles of his hand gripped on the book as the book stops at the entrance. What the hell? Well, this isn't good. No. And I'll cast Mage Hand and take the book. As you wander around the library, heading deeper into the shadows, eventually you come across the back wall. There are five doors on this wall. The middle door is a crude wooden door that is fully ajar. Above the five doors is a faint engraving covered in the dust of the wall. And it says, the vaults. The vaults, huh? Uh, can I see down what's through the wooden door? You step up and you look into the corridor. Maybe we could find it in this door and point towards the wooden one. Yeah, I mean, it seems to be the only door we're gonna be able to get in. Perhaps we should check that. That sounds good to me. And as this door lowers into the ground, you see in the distance, roughly a hundred feet away, a light shining down from above. It shines down and illuminates a small area with a pedestal in the center. On top of the pedestal is a pulsing blue orb. Is that what I think it is? I think it may be. We did it. That, that's it. That's it. How far away is the orb? About a hundred feet away. How about we stay here and you just go get it? Since you're the one that can touch them. Guys, I don't trust this. I'd Finch, I'll, I'll walk a little bit closer to you. Maybe I can grab it with my mage hand. I just, I feel like this is a trap. Finch starts approaching. I will closely follow him. Dorth, I imagine you're staying behind. Stay in. Bellamir and Kath? Should, should we stay back? Uh, I don't know if I want to get close. I think someone should stay here at least. I'll stay with Dorth. Well, I guess we should go. All right. Unless you would like to stay. 
Remember what I said about being reckless? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I'll, I'll stay here with you. Finch, Astra, Felomir, and you inch little by little closer to the blue orb. And then something catches your eye as you are making a step. You look down and there's a dark shadow covering the stone flooring, the wall, and the ceiling of this hall. It's hard to kind of adjust your eyes to it because you can see the light illuminating down onto the pedestal of the orb, which, which seems only 20 feet away. Then you push your hand forward and it's that same familiar dark wall doorway as your hand passes into darkness. That same darkness that was in the Temple of Hanet. Great. More darkness. <sighs> uh, here, try this. And I'll uh, take the key of Kilnar off my neck and give it to him. Put it around my neck and try and step through again. Then you step inside and you pop into the light. Bellamere, Astra, Keth, Doris, you all see Finch on the other side of this darkness. Finch, you turn back and look at them. They're not 20 feet away. They're 200 feet away. I guess I'm going to do what I came here to do. I'm going to take deep breath, and I will say to myself, I am the bloodline of Heltran. I'll reach out for the orb. And right as Finch's fingertips touch the orb, a bright white light blinds all of you. You all turn your heads away and shield your eyes with your arms. The darkness that surrounded Finch is now gone. Astra and Felomir, 200 feet away, you see Finch. Between you and him stand several shadow assassins in this large, wide chamber. Next to Finch is a familiar figure, a shadow tiefling you have fought twice before, once in Gamor, once in the School of Planar Learning. Velmir stands shocked. He also is recovering from this blinding daze. He looks at Finch surprised as this isn't the Finch you all once knew. Holding the blue orb, Finch, what do they see? Velmir, a truly terrifying villain that has taken on a brunt of attacks and continues to come back. Your last encounter ended with what you thought was Doris' killing blow in the School of Planar Learning. But here he is again, standing in his tiefling shadow form. The blinding light from Finch's transformation, though, pushed him back briefly, and this powerful magic even blinded you all. As the light dampens, and the large chamber dims back down to low light. Finch stands next to the pedestal in the spotlight, holding the blue orb in his palm. But he has changed. His armor, his weapons, his look, everything is different. Finch, what do they see? So with his head down and arms raised, you almost don't recognize him. His wide stance is accompanied by dark brown leather boots, his now dark green pants and shirt, are paired with gold shin and forearm guards, and an ornately engraved breastplate featuring the Crimson Command badge on one shoulder and the Master Scout badge on the other. The amulet of Salamandal dangles around his neck. The Minning Monument adorns his left hand, and his right is fitted with his old archer's glove. But he's not holding a bow. Raised high and towering above him is a greatsword, 
glowing in the light radiating around him. His buzzed head slowly lifts, followed by a beard of equal length. A dark brown leather eye patch covers his left eye. His right eye is fully white. He blinks. His right eye is fully black. But then the pupil shrinks to size, and there he is. You finally recognize him. Astra and Felomir, you stand at the entrance of this long chamber from the narrow hallway. In front of you are six shadow assassins in a scattered formation. The closest is 10 feet away. The furthest one away from you is 40 feet away. They stand as an obstacle to get to Velmir and Finch, who are 200 feet away from you. Astra, you continue to hold the Book of Vorin with Mage Hand. Dorth, Keth, and Kurgle, you see this new Finch from the distance down the narrow hallway. The three of you stand near the stone door with the ice sculpture above it. It slams down behind you as you look forward and see this new Finch. The three of you are 280 feet away from Velmir and Finch, 80 feet away from Astra and Felomir, as you held back from going into the darkness. But you are now trapped in this chamber with everyone. Velmir looks at you, Finch. For a moment, he looks up and down and then says, Heldrum, have you returned? Vorn killed you, and Doroth killed you. With that, give me initiatives. Let's go. First up is Kurgle. Oh shit, Kurgle's here. <laughs> With her 30 foot movement, she will use her movement and action as a dash to get as close to the fight as possible. Oh, don't worry guys, I'm coming. I got my flintlock loaded. Kurgle, go! <laughs> and after Kurgle, we then move to Keth. All right, so Keth is just uh, in a state of kind of shock right now. Finch just, uh, changed before our eyes and all these shadow assassins are here and the dude we thought was dead is here. Uh, so he's going to hold his turn. Okay. And after Keth, we then move to Doroth. Doroth, like Keth, is also in a state of shock, but he sees Kurgle dash towards the battle and he also sees Velmir there and is like, I thought I killed you. <laughs> and he's going to dash 50 feet towards Velmir, or I guess the Shadow Assassins at this point. Like, ah! All right, is there anything else on your turn? That is all. All right. After Dorth, we then move on to Velmir. Velmir stands in front of you, Finch, with two blades of shadow in his hands. He steps forward and attacks. 16. 16. His defender wins. Your AC is 16. Yes, sir. Second hit is a 19, though. Okay. With the Shadow Blade hitting, it will do 13 slashing and necrotic damage. This is a hybrid attack, so if you have resistance to one, you do not resist. It is nullified. That will be Velmir's turn, but we then do move to the Shadow Assassins. The first Shadow Assassin that moves, moves towards you, Astra, and I'm going to need a dexterity save against the Shadow Assassin's sleight of hand as he reaches for the Book of Vorin. You are blessed from whenever you gave bless to everyone. 
And I say everyone, I mean Thelomir, Astra, and Finch are still blessed. Okay, I'm going to use Tides of Chaos to gain advantage. All right. Hell yeah. Uh, this will cause wild magic, wild but we will get to that. Fucking hell. <laughs> yes. Thank God. 22. All right. I had a 19. So the Shadow Assassin reaches for the Book of Orn, and with your Mage Hand, you quickly move it just out of reach. And as like the Mage Hand moves the Book of Vorn, finally, something seems to happen with you. Go ahead and give me that D100 roll. 52. A spectral shield hovers near you for the next minute, granting you a plus two bonus to AC and immunity to magic missile. Ooh. Just magic missile? Just magic missile. That's pretty dope. Yeah. Another shadow assassin rushes forward and attacks you, Felomir. The first attack would be a 11. The second is a 17. Uh, that is one hit. This will end up doing 19 necrotic slashing damage. Holy moly. That's what we're dealing with. All right. Ow. Unfortunately, Felomir, another moves forward and attacks. Dude, I'm on my way. Uh, the first one, again, is an 11. The second one is a 20. One of those hits. This attack will do 15 necrotic slashing damage. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then Astra, unfortunately, two attacks on you, except the second attack isn't from the blade, but the first attack is a critical miss. The second attack is a critical miss as well. Wow. That's got me something good, this dude right? Needs to, like, trip over him. <laughs> I'll say that he uh, trips over himself and he's prone. Oh yeah. Uh, the other two shadow assassins do move, but not into an attack, as they seem to be guarding the path to Velmir. And after the shadow assassins, we do finally move on to Finch. So I'm 150 feet away from everybody. You're 200 feet away from everyone. So I'm pretty. I'm, I'm. I'm here to fight. Right. I'm not. I'm not here to go save them. I'm gonna. Unleash two great sword attacks. Uh, my first one, I'm going to try out a uh, great weapon master. All right. So great weapon master for the listeners is basically his sharpshooter, but in great sword form. 19 minus five is 14 plus 10 is 24. That is a hit. <laughs> plus 10? What? <laughs> and don't forget about your extra D4. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Oh yeah, yeah. With that. Yeah. Plus the bless is so I. Bless your Bless heart. You don't, need my, <laughs> you don't need my blessings. And then let's go ahead and just try out a first level Divine Smite, too. Okay. Since I made contact. So that's an extra eight, so 28 damage. All right. Okay. And the second one, I'm not going to use the Great Weapon Master. I'm just going to do a straight attack. 29. That is indeed a hit. And I'm also going to use... Thunder Smite. So I'm gonna Thunder Smite with your bonus action? Yes. Okay. All right, 14 on the sword damage and five thunder damage. All right, with that five thunder damage, you see your sword attacks come in. Your first one comes through and it like cuts through his abdomen and you see that like smoky trail come off of him as he is in the shadow form. The second swing you bring down into his shoulder, the blade does pretty much the same thing, pulling that like shadow essence away from his body. And then you hear an echoing thunderous boom through the chamber. And you see like that shadow essence kind of spread from his body, but immediately just comes back into form, almost like he is resistant to thunder damage. 
on his strength save, he got a four. So you my spell save DC or my spell I'm attack bonus? Pretty sure four is going to be below that DC, but, but you can just go ahead so and tell I know. Us. For yeah. yeah, it's sixteen. Okay. All right. Cool. And then he'll be prone too. In the name of Heltrone, I rebuke you. Velmir is now prone 15 feet away from you as you pushed him 10 feet away. Is there anything else on your turn, Finch? Uh, after that, you do have movement, and he's not in range anymore for an opportunity attack if you wish to move. I'll move uh, 10 feet forward, just like staring him down. I'm I'm on the attack right now. All right. And after Finch, we then move on to Astra. If I did a fireball right now. You could put it in a place that all of them are in it and no one else is. Okay. But I wouldn't be putting Felomir or myself at risk since nope. they're on me. Yeah, you can put it in a spot where it would only affect them. I do that. Okay. Uh, so I will do a... Level four fireball. I will do a dexterity save for each of them. So four of them will succeed on your fireball. And take half damage. And take half damage. 39 damage. This fireball explodes right in this perfect spot to hit all of them. And you see two of them dodge in a scared way. Like they seem to have been affected by it. And then the other four like just hold fast and don't take to it at all. Not only are they resistant, but Four of them succeeded, so this is actually going to reduce the damage a lot for four of them. 19 damage to the two that failed, and nine to the other four. Cool, cool, cool. (laughs) Not doing that again. Astro, is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? You are in the range of three of them. Yeah. Uh, Will I give them? They will each get opportunity attacks for their reactions if they choose to take them. Ooh. If I cast Misty Step, that won't give them an opportunity, will it? That is true. Okay. I'm a Misty Step myself back. Back into the hallway, or would you like to be in the chamber? I would rather be close to my friends. Okay. So back into the hallway. Yes. Say 30 feet. Trying to protect that book. All right. Keth's going to take his turn now. Okay. Mm. So uh, Keth sees all, all of this going on, uh, the fireball explosion, and it snaps him back into reality. Uh, and he's going to dash up next to Felomir. Uh, and I'm going to use my shield master bonus action. I'm going to try to shove this dude in front of me down. All right. It's a 17. 17 versus his athletics or acrobatics. Mm-hmm. Critical miss. Yeah. And that will leave us on the final turn of the round with Felomir. I am going to lean over to Kef and say, try to line him up. And then I'm going to disengage and move 25 feet backwards. And I would like to get behind... Let's move 20 feet so I'm behind Kurgle. And that is my turn. All right. After Philomir, we then move back to the top of the round with Kurgle. Kurgle, get back! Give me an intimidation check with that. Who's he intimidating? Persuasion, actually. Persuasion. My persuasion is significantly worse, (laughs) but I would agree with that. Uh, That's a 15. It's an 18. All right. Goodbye, Kurgle. (laughs) (laughs) No, I can help. Let me show you. Famous last words. Mm. (laughs) I'll be right back. (laughs) With her bonus action, she fires her flintlock straight ahead at one of the shadow assassins. For a 12, which is a mess. And then she runs forward, brandishing her scimitar and attacks the shadow assassin standing next to you, Cass. A hit. She's hitting the one standing? Yeah. 
Idiot. <laughs> idiot, Colonel. <laughs> <laughs> always been an idiot. Max damage on the scimitar. So with her scimitar, she runs forward and does a large slash in a diagonal across the shadow assassin's abdomen. For Finch's sake, as he saw this happen, it seemed like that essence that you had cut away kind of vaporized with your greatsword. And this scimitar, it cuts through and that es that shadow essence comes back as it appears to be resistant to non-magical slashing attacks. Kurgle, get out of there. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Please move. So she is going to retreat after seeing that her scimitar was ineffective, but this will trigger a opportunity attack from the one that's standing. I'm gonna say the prone one doesn't attack. All right, so Kurgle is taking a slashing hit. 14 damage, but she does run away. She runs back 15 feet and steps behind the line that you're in, Keth. And then we move on to your turn, Keth. So after Felomir yelled to line them up, I'm gonna kind of see what he's uh, going for. Is that other one that's standing in my reach? Yes. I can't really see from this point. It is a melee range reach. I'm gonna try to shove him down too. All right. Hell yeah. That will be a 27. His acrobatics is a six. So yeah, you shove him down. Yep. And then I'm going to disengage and I'm going to move back in front of Felomir. All right. So anything else on your turn? That's it. All right. And after Keth, we then move on to Doris. I'm going to move up to uh, right behind Keth. I'm going to say, uh, I am an instrumentalist, but I'm also here for your benefit. Dorth makes things better. And I'm going to use a Cure Wounds, a level four Cure Wounds on Keth. And that's going to be, damn, so nine HP <laughs> is what you get. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. I tried. Better, I'm better than I was, though. Thought this fight was going to make a turn here with that spell, but. Really tried. <laughs> Got some really bad rolls there. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn, Doris, with your bonus action? Well, did I use all of my movement? You no. did not. You used t 10 feet of movement, I believe. I will move back <laughs> 15 <laughs> more feet. <laughs> I'm not trying to get hit by none of that. After Doris, then we move on to Velmir. So Velmir stands up and swings his blade at you, Finch. And this will be for a 28. That will do 16 slashing necrotic damage. However, you see the second blade coming at you, and it seems to just vanish as he reaches his hand towards your chest for a 17. That is. This would be his strength drink, which is only going to do eight damage. However, your strength is reduced by two, making your attack modifier and damage a negative one. We gotta get to Finch, y'all. This is fucked up. Yikes. And that will be Velmir's turn. The Shadow Assassins are up next. And this is where you get a little scared, Astra. The Shadow Assassin that had first come at you for the book melds into the ground, into the dim light and the shadow, and pops up right in front of you, again, reaching for that Book of Vorin. I'm going to use cutting words. Good call. Cotton, leather, and lace, get the fuck up out of our face! <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have Doris back. <laughs> That's going to be a D8. All right. Minus four. Okay. Uh, I need a... Dexterity save from you, Astra. 
to pull the Book of Vorin away as he uses his sleight of hand to grab it. Uh, 16? 17. Damn, mm. dude! I tried. I tried. The Shadow Assassin reaches forward and takes hold of this Book of Vorin. And that book that you saw in a physical form, his fingertips seem to soak it in a shadow essence that his body takes in. The Shadow Assessance completely engulfs the book and then disappears into his hand. That'll be his turn. The two other prone Shadow Assassins stand up and take that same morphing move into the dim light that is hitting the ground as if they were moving through the shadows. And one attacks Kurgle, the other attacks Keth. We will start with Kurgle. That is going to be a 25 and a 16. Two hits on Kurgle. The slash is cut deep into Kurgle. She is not looking good. The second Shadow Assassin then attacks Yuketh. First one is going to be a 18. Miss. Second one is going to be the Strength Drain attack, which will be a 24. Yeah, that's a hit, Dave. <laughs> you always ask like it's a question, so you fucking know. <laughs> uh, the necrotic damage from this Strength Drain will be 15 damage. The strength reduction is three. Fuck. And after the assassins, we then do move on to Finch. I think I'm going to kind of start the same here. Going to try this uh, great weapon master out again and just see what this attack can bring. Please one shot this man. Make him die. That's 11. That is a miss. Going to go regular attack this time. Maybe I should risk it for the biscuit. Mm. We're risking it. It was a bad call. <laughs> <laughs> you would have missed either. 12. 12 is a miss. Finch, is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Um, yeah, I think uh, nothing else over here, Dave. All right. So after Finch, we're going to move on to Astra. Do we know if these creatures are undead? Uh, you, I don't know. Can I make an Arcana check? Uh, yeah. Intelligence, give, something? Yeah, give me an Arcana check to determine if you know that. It's a 20. These definitely seem to have the characteristics of undead. Okay, Astra is going to move up and cast daylight in a 60 foot radius sphere. And the sphere is bright light and sheds dim light for an additional 60 feet. I will put it on my shield. All right, so now that daylight is spreading from your shield in the 60 foot radius from you, you see these shadow assassins seem to just be completely dazed by it. They appear to be extremely affected by this daylight. I'd also like to make a bonus action. Okay. I'm going to do my spiritual weapon and flank dude that has the book, assuming he's still right there. He is still standing there, though the book is not visible. A 21 to hit. That is a hit. That is nine damage. And that spiritual weapon pops up behind the shadow assassin and the magical mace that is now floating behind it whacks it in its back, dealing this force damage. And after that, Astra, anything else on your turn? That's it. Felomir, we are on to you. All right. Felomir uh, is going to say, close enough, Geth. Thank you. <laughs> and I'm casting Wall of Light. <laughs> <laughs> I would like the very edge of that Wall of Light to encompass 
the shadow assassin directly in front of Keth and extend 60 feet this way so that all three of those shadow assassins behind him are in it. And does it do damage immediately? Uh, yes. Also, for the record, it emits bright light out to 120 feet and dim light for an additional 120 feet. 40 plus 120 is 160. It does not reach Felmir. Uh When the wall appears, each creature in its area must make a constitution saving throw. Uh, DC 18. Critical miss on the first one. Seven on the second one. And then an 18 on the third one. Defender wins. I know your spell DC. <laughs> no. Uh, on a successful save, they take half damage. Uh, on a fail, they take full damage. It's radiant damage, and they're also blinded if they fail for one minute. They're uh, dude, They're blind. They're bl- thank Excuse you. Excuse me. Uh, that's going to be 19 radiant damage to the failures. <laughs> uh, roll an extra die for the first one that crit missed. It's going to be 21 for that one. What type of damage is this? Radiant. Double it. Double it. Had a feeling. So 42 to the first one. 38 to the second. He is vaporized. (laughs) And I will uh, also take my movement. I believe I can get right in front of Doroth without provoking an attack of opportunity from that guy. So I will do that. And that will be my turn. All right. And after Felomir, we're back at the top of the round with Kirkle. Kirkle has got a shadow assassin right in front of her. Keth is standing next to her. Astra's behind her. So she will attack the shadow assassin that is standing right in front of her with her scimitar. That is a significant roll. 17 with her scimitar. With her non-magical blade, she slashes through that shadow assassin's uh, abdomen again, doing half the damage. And with her bonus action as a rogue, she will use cunning action and disengage. Good job, Kurgle. There we go. Oh, Lord, I don't don't know if I can handle this one, y'all. And then she retreats back 10 feet, and she's now spooked by another shadow assassin. That is the one that soaked up the Book of Ward and goes, oh. (laughs) Kirkle got cold feet. (laughs) (laughs) And after Kirkle, we then move on to Keth. You're doing great, sis. Just stay in there. Hang in there. And I'll uh, move in front of the one that she just attacked. Okay. And uh, Keth is being very, very calm in his demeanor. He's not raging yet. And I'm going to uh, try to shove him down. All right. Give my me bonus action. that athletics check. Will be a 17. 17 versus his crit miss is a successful shove. I do have advantage on my attacks now. You do? And I'm going to smash him with my hammer. Let's do it. 27. 27's a hit. And a 18. Also a hit. 28 total. And it is magical thanks to my magical topaz. And it does not resist your attacks at all, but it is still standing. Uh, well, laying down, but alive. Is there anything else on your turn here? I think we're in a good position right here. I'm not going to move. Okay. And after Keth, we then move on to Doroth. All right. I'm going to shift to the side and then open my kangaroo pouch, pull out my wand of mental strife, and I'm going to say, by grabbing that book, you think you've lucked up. But I would argue that you have fucked up. And I'm going to cast a uh, Wand of Mental Strife, which is psychic damage. All right. Let's see if it hits. 
That's plus. That's going to be a 22. 22 is a hit. Okay, that's going to be seven psychic damage. All right. So as you point your wand and you see a little bit of magical aura emit from your wand and hit the shadow assassin, it is definitely a hit. It turns and looks at you and its mouth is gaping and just screams at you as it is unaffected by psychic damage. Mm -hmm. Completely immune. Well, we learned something. You did learn something. Anything else on your turn, Doroth? I think I'm good where I am. Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to end right there. After Doroth, we then move on to Velmir, who is still in melee combat with Finch and attempts to attack with a blade. And then that palm is still open, coming in for a touch attack. The blade is a critical miss as you easily dodge it. The hand is a 29. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This will do 15 necrotic damage to you, and your strength strain on it is only one this time. Still, though. Mm, that's, a, that's a big, big one. one. Yeah, <laughs> that's an important, even numbered one. Oh, so it went to an odd. And after Belmir, we then move on to the Shadow Assassins. Please let me know if you wish to use your reactions here. I will. Kurgle <laughs> probably would. I will uh, as well. Opportunity attacks out the wazoo. Fuck them up, guys. Let's go. We'll start on the left. I believe, Astra, you have the opportunity to react with an opportunity attack. Yes. Now you have to tell me if he's under. Fuck. Do I have to tell you? No. That's going to be an... an... Wait. Let me roll my d4. <laughs> That's a 13. 13 is a miss. Fuck me. All right, so you swing wild with your mace as he runs past you, and it's a miss. He dodges that attack. We're going to go with Kethnax just to keep it in order around the circle. Uh, 18. 18 is a hit. Fuck him up. 11. 11 damage. Squirrel, smack him too. Are they about to do a damn fucking uh, lateral play? (laughs) Like football? (laughs) Potentially. Um, Oh, God. Doroth, I believe you did not have the range for the opportunity attack. Uh, Felomir, I believe you said you wish to. I'm going to hit him. All right. For a hit. This is with your spear. My spear, which is going to be a 29. 29 is definitely a hit. Don't worry, guys. I'm not going to kill him. Three (laughs) magical piercing damage. (laughs) Get back here. (laughs) Old man film. And then, yes, Kirkle will take that melee. She's definitely going to shoot that pistol. She's risking it for that biscuit. Ooh, a 14 and a 16. She hits. Man. <laughs> they all need this to hit. Let's get that biscuit. Because it is so much more damage than the scimitar. Oh, Kurgle MVP. I have to pull out different die and everything. Dude, watch Kurgle kill fucking Velmir. <laughs> That'd be great. 31 damage total, but halved. <laughs> yeah. If it would have been enough, she could have killed it if it wasn't halved. He gets away. Uh, and that was his movement. For his action, he will dash. The Shadow Assassins rush into the narrow hallway to fight close quarters with all of you, while the one with the Book of Vorin rushes back into the chamber as if he's running towards Velmir. There's only four Shadow Assassins left in the narrow chamber while that one runs away, and the other one has been killed, but we will be going through a series of attacks here. We have two attacking Keth. Bring it on! (laughs) please. The worst location for you to transform. Oh, no. <laughs> we have a 21. Yes. And a 23. 
God. These are just these are not the strength straining attacks. These are now damage. I don't know if that's a good thing. It almost appears like these shadow assassins, the way they're acting, feel like they've accomplished their goal and they are now in like rage frenzy mode. The first shadow assassin does 32 slashing necrotic damage. Oh no. The second <laughs> shadow assassin attacks. I'm bleeding out. Oh wait, are you are you at zero? No, but I am bleeding okay. out. I'm very, very bad right now. Okay. The second shadow assassin attacks with one first. We'll see how this goes. That's a 19. Second one is a 22. 22 is a hit. Come on, whammies. For 13 slashing necrotic damage. And I fall to the ground. Oh, God. Run! With my last breath. all see Ke take two slashes and a stab. That stab goes right through his gut and out the other side. You all immediately tense up, waiting for Mestic to appear. But it has not been a long rest for Restless Endurance. Keth is at zero and unconscious. Oh, fuck. Hmm. The other shadow assassin attacks Astra that has moved into range. Astro, that is going to be a 15 and a 13. Nope. The other one rushed past Kurgle and Astra. Technically could attack Thelomir. I'm going to roll a die here to the side between the three of you, Kurgle, Astra, and Thelomir. Kurgle gets attacked. It's going to be a 14 and a 15. Kurgle... Defense. Mm. <laughs> yes. All right. Clutch. That are the Shadow <laughs> Assassin's turns. We then move forward with Finch. So I'm just going to try real hard to hit this guy with a, a sword. Uh, it's 19, Dave. 19 is a hit. I'm going to use a level 3 blinding smite. So it'll be 3d8 radiant damage. Con save or blind for a turn. Okay. If he can be blind. He is unfortunately immune to being blinded. I have a feeling after all this. Being blind. So we will go ahead and ignore that one. But the damage is definitely a good call as he is, as you found out, vulnerable to radiant damage. So eight magical slashing damage, 18 radiant damage. Okay, so we'll double that 18 for the radiant. So that'll be 36 plus eight, 44 damage. For your first attack. <laughs> Finch has been that motherfucker. Dude. And I'm gonna do just a regular sword attack again. Okay. 18. That is a defender wins. Oh no. So that will be a parry with his shadow blade on the second attack. Is there anything you'd like to do on your turn at this point? Um, I'm going to drink a greater healing potion. All right. Okay, cool. 
That will be 44 plus 4, I believe. 4 is 13. 13 HP back to yourself. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn at this point, Finch? No, that's it. Thank you. All right. Then we move on to Astra. All right. Astra, um, being right next to Keth, is going to use her bonus action to cast Healing Word. Okay. And that'll be on Keth to bring him up. So let's roll that HP. 7 plus 6, 13. 13 HP. And I hand him a potion of greater healing. All right. So 44 plus 4. So I will use my action to do a fourth level guiding bolt at the asshole running away with the book. <laughs> Hell yes. Snipe him. What if we get crazy Oh, and use sorcery points? Do it. What? Well, this is my highest level spell slot that I have left, so I might as well hit two people if I can hit two people. You can. And if you hit the one in front of you first and kill it, then yeah. it would Split. open up so your we're gonna hit that guy line of sight. Okay. And attempts to knock him down to hit the second one. Okay. Using oh. one spell, Interesting. which will trigger, trigger wild magic. So you're hoping that your first guiding bolt will kill the one that's in front of you, and if it does, then your second one would N- not, not be undercover. Not be undercover. I like it. A new pair Fuck of shoes. Shit. No, no. Me in the butt. That is a thirteen. Thirteen is a miss. <laughs> so your second attack will be at the retreating shadow assassin with half cover. But if you roll high, do I get to use this motherfucker? Yes. My D four. Every attack roll. Grit. <laughs> Not a crit, but it's good. That is an 18 plus 6 plus 3. So 18 plus 9. So 28, 27. Let's go! <laughs> 27 is a hit. That's a hit. Okay. okay. So that is the 26 damage. Radiant, Radiant. damage that times will be 2. doubled to 52. Uh, this destroys the fuck out of him. And you see him completely vaporize, and then you see the Book of Vorin floating in the air briefly as the spectral shadow essence just evaporates from all around him. It literally sat there for like two or three seconds, and then just falls to the ground like a brick. It doesn't bounce. It just hits. Like it weighs more than it looks like it weighs? Yes. Okay. And is there anything else you'd like to do? Oh, wait. This was sorcery points, so oh, we fuck. need to roll wild magic, and Ooh, that also means God. you get your Tides of Chaos back. You cast Fireball oh. on yourself, and oh, we all die. Oh, God. Anything could happen. <laughs> 34. Maximize the damage of the next damaging spell you cast within the next minute. Let's go. Alrighty. Let's kill somebody else. (laughs) Feel a surge of power. The Gohan. And Astra, is there anything else on your turn? That's it. All right, then we move on to Felomir. What a turn, dude. That was a good turn. Thanks. So I saw this shadow assassin get obliterated and the book falls to the ground. Yes. Can I tell if Velmir is still locked in combat with Finch or if he is focused on the book? He is still focused on Finch. Okay. In that case, I will use my action to make a spell attack against the shadow assassin um, that the guiding bolt missed. I'm going to send a streak of light from my wall of light Okay. to attack that uh, shadow assassin for a 29. 29 is a hit. 17 radiant damage. This also kills that shadow assassin. Completely obliterates it. Suck it. (laughs) Uh, And also, my wall of light has shrunk by 10 feet. I will take the 10 feet away from the side closest to me. All right. Is there anything else on your turn? Uh, That will be my turn. All right. And after Felomir, we're back at the top of the round with Kurgle. 
Click, click, boom. <laughs> Reload time. She ignores the loading property. Mm-hmm. You right? Click, click, boom. <laughs> yeah, she's going to fire her flintlock at the one that is pretty much surrounded by all of you. Cat's the only one not involved in this one, but it will be disadvantage on that range attack. It's going to be a 13, which is a miss. But she does use, that was her bonus action with that offhand flint lock. And then she attacks with her main hand for a 14, which is a miss. So Kurgle was pretty useless this round, but we do move on to Keth. All right, so I'm uh, prone on the ground, and the first thing that I see when I come to is uh, Astra like standing over me and basically shoving a potion in my hands. And then I see her fire off the, the guiding bolts, and I'm going to follow the bolts and see the, the uh, Shadow Assassin drop the book, and I'll say, the book! <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, uh, first, I will take one of those potions. All right. You gave me a greater. Yeah, so 44 plus 4. 9 plus 4. Is 13. I love how excited we are to do math. <laughs> and I am in range of two of them. You are. I will disengage and use the rest of my movement to go towards the book. Don't touch it, Cass. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. You can still just defend it like this. Yeah. All right. And after Keth, we then move on to Doris. I'm going to cast a third level Witch Bolt at the shadow assassin that is in front of me and the spectral weapon. Okay. It's gonna be a 26. 26 is a hit. And that is 16 lightning damage. The lightning emits from your palms and connects with the shadow assassin and it is indeed taking the damage. However, it does appear to not be taking the full effect of the lightning damage. And after Dorth, we then move on to Velmir. Welcome back to the fight, Finch. Hey, it's fine. I need the time to, like, think. <laughs> <laughs> the first attack comes in from his shadow blade. Uh, that is going to be a 17. You know it. And this one is going to be a 19. It's going to be 29 slashing necrotic damage. After Velmir, then we move on to the assassins. A shadow assassin leaves your range, Astra, as it seems to be retreating for the book. Hmm. I take a smack at it. An opportunity attack with your reaction? Yeah. That's a 12. 12 is a miss. Oh, cool. This same shadow assassin runs past you, Keth, if you would like to take your opportunity attack with your reaction. Unless you wish to save your reaction for anything else. Just making sure I couldn't shove him. Yeah, I will make my attack. All right. That's a 14. 14 is a miss. So the Shadow Assassin successfully runs past both of you. Why did I can move so far? I know. <laughs> and it uses its action to dash for the book. The other two remaining Shadow Assassins in the narrow hallway, seeing Astra do some significant damage attacks Astra. Come at me, bro. You're intelligent. (laughs) Uh, It's going to be a 25 on the first one. That's a hit. 15 on the second. Nope. Grit miss on the third. And 17 on the fourth, so that's also a miss. All right. So just one hit. Yep. 20 slashing necrotic damage from just the one blade. Mm. That was all four of their attacks. So then we move forward with Finch. 
So I'm getting a little frustrated, a little weary. I'm gonna run my hand over my head as I'm laying on hands, crack my neck, and heal myself for 50 hit points. All That's right. my action. Use all 50 of your HP pool to get yourself up to 77 HP, it looks like. Super Saiyan 2. Yes. Damn, light light Finch, we call him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Dark Finch is no more. <laughs> Finch the white. Yes. Finch, is there any movement or bonus action you'd like to take on your turn? I don't want to move because of that opportunity attack, and I don't think any of my bonus actions apply, so I'm good. Sounds good. So then we move forward with Astra. Okay, Astra now has an opening, yes? An opening to... To make movements. You will see opportunity attacks in that situation. Okay, mm-hmm. that's fine. That doesn't mean they're going to hit, though. You have a pretty high AC. Yeah, it's still plus two, by the way. I don't know if you can factor that in. I have. Guiding Bolt is 120 feet. If I just go one diagonal, am I in range of that guy? You are in range of him. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I do that. We'll get in position as to not hit Keth. That is one opportunity attack you'll be taking, though. Oh, okay. Is that okay? Yeah. All right. He attacks with a blade. And this time with disadvantage. But that is still a 19. That's a miss. All right. You then attack with your guiding bolt? Yes. 25. That is a hit. Hell yeah. Just feels so good for Astrid to actually be doing shit. You ain't, you ain't got a roll. 66. Oh, oh Max yeah, damage! Dude. Oh. That is 36 times two, my sir. 36 times two, so 72 damage to that one. Kills it. A terror on the DM. What? <laughs> yeah, what's the damage chart for this combat, I wonder? And Astra, as a bonus action, will use her spiritual weapon that is right behind the guy that tried to opportunity attack me okay. and hit him. All right, so give me that attack with the spiritual weapon. 22. 22 is a hit. Cool. That's six force damage. You slash at the back of this shadow assassin, and it reached for you as you ran away. And then you just see it arc its back as the blade cuts down its entire spine and the shadow essence slowly vaporizes into the air. Itching. Fuck yeah. Can I fist bump as a free action? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Astra doing some shit. As Astra's running away from you. Yeah. <laughs> or no, you fist bump the spiritual weapon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, did I move? You moved 10 feet. You can move further if you'd like. Yeah, I want to get in range uh, at least within 30 feet of the book, if I can. You can move 20 more feet, which will be five feet short. That's fine. And after Astra, we then move on to Felomir. All righty. Felomir is going to take 10 more feet off this wall of light to attempt to hit the last remaining Shadow Assassin. Okay. For a 23. 23 is a hit. Uh, that's going to be 18 radiant damage. So 32, 36 will be double. That kills it. Yeah. No more shadow assassins. Uh, I would also like to move. Where would you like to move to, Felomir? Uh, I'll move my 25 feet movement speed uh, as far forward as I can. Will that end your turn, Felomir? It will. As the final shadow assassin is killed, Finch, the eyes of Felomir slightly glow and you see his body begin to pulse and shake and tremble as shadow begins to emit from his body. He seems to have become enraged and after Felomir, we go back to the top of the round with Kurgle.
all right, we did it, guys. And sits there, thinking that it's over. God. And we move on to Kath. <laughs> so I'm going to, first of all, I'm still very confused, and I'm going to look at Astra and say, I, I didn't turn. I didn't turn into him. And then I'm going to uh, move, turn my head and see that Finch is uh, locked into battle with Vilmir. Vilmir! And I'm going to rage and uh, rush rush toward them. Are you dashing? Dashing, yeah. You bitch. Vilmir. <laughs> I'm coming to help, bitch. <laughs> Vilmir, you bitch. Kath, as you move forward and get to your end point of the dash, something just odd about the floor changes. As you, in this one spot, in the center, very center of this chamber, you can't read it. You don't understand it. But there's like a very weird circular pattern in this one five-foot square in the center of the room. And after Keth dashes forward and begins his rage, we then move into Doroth's turn. Doroth gonna dash. 50 feet? Yes. As far as he can run with his little, like, Flintstone feet. <laughs> and that is going to be my turn. Okay. Ah! After Doroth, we then move on to Velmir. Uh, give me a dexterity save, Finch. 27. With that successful dexterity save, as you see him meld into the shadow that is the ground for him, because I believe your light's range doesn't ro- does not reach Velmir, correct? Uh, it's 120 feet bright and then 120 feet dim. So dim is good. So dim is good for him. Right. <laughs> dim is good. So I will give you a free attack finch for that dexterity save as you see him melding into the ground. All right, here comes the sword. Are you great swording with the negative five? No, not with a negative five. I don't think so. It's up to you. No, no, not with the negative five. I'm already negative two, so. It's true. I'd like to make contact more. That's a 21 on the attack. 21 on the attack is a hit. Oh, thank God. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, we're just gonna go ahead and do the, uh, my last third level uh, spell slot to uh, do 4d8 radiant divine smite damage. All right. Oh, God. But I still gotta do the the regular damage first. Let's do that. Okay. All right. And so one thing I, I think I keep forgetting is that I can reroll ones and twos for damage. <laughs> oh uh, my god. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess that is your fighting style. But not the radiant damage. Just the just regular damage. And was it worth it? It was totally worth <laughs> it. <laughs> it's gonna be a fourteen on just the regular straight up damage. Okay. Okay. That's twenty four radiant damage, which will be doubled to forty eight for this opportunity attack on Velmir as he melds into the ground the shadow. Velmir melds into the floor, pops up 30 feet away from you, Finch, in the direction of Keth. He then rushes an additional 40 feet with his movement and then dashes another 40 straight into Keth's face. And that will take up all of his turn. And you see this, Keth, as he's running, sprinting, charging towards you, and he is just as enraged as you are. And we move on to Finch's turn. Is there any chance I can get within 60 feet of him? And if not, I'm still just going to try my damnedest. I believe you can move 30, and then you can dash to 60. So that would put you 50 feet away using your action to dash. I wouldn't have an action. You could have a bonus action. Yeah, but what I want to do is an action. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to make the movement. I don't really have any other option. You're going to dash 60? Mm Mm-hmm. Come back, coward! 50 to melee range. (laughs) Price you pay as a paladin. After Finch, we then move on to Astra. 
Astra will use her movement to get as close to the book as she can. And then I would like to use Mage Hand to pick up the book. All right. So you use Mage Hand and you're now floating the book in the air. As a bonus action, Astra would love to cast Hex on Velmir. Okay. What does Hex do? Every time you hit with an attack, you deal an extra 1d6 necrotic damage. And you choose an ability score that Velmir has a disadvantage on whenever he rolls. Correct. What ability you choose? Yeah, so which ability score are you um, Yeah, let's do a, a strength disadvantage on Velmir. Okay, so he'll have disadvantage on strength checks and saving throws and any skills. Only on ability checks. checks. Strength checks. Okay. And is there anything else on your turn, Astra? Nope. All right. After Astra, we move on to Velomir. Velomir will move 25 feet ahead. And then from the end of the light wall closest to Velomir, you will see another 10 feet streak off. Not even going to like use a free action to say hi to me. Or nothing. Hello, Doroth. Ah. <laughs> Long time no see. And that is a critical miss. Mm. Oof. The light beam shines away from the wall and just overhead completely. And it, it kind of like comes at you, Finch, in the distance, and it, it dissipates right before it gets to you, so it just kind of fades right past you. Anything else on your turn, Felomir? Uh, I will also take this time to remember that I have potions in my bag. Okay. And pull one out and drink it. Sounds good. And that will be the end of my turn. All right. And after Felomir, we are at the top of the round with Kurgle. Who sees y'all rushing into the chamber and then realizes that Velmir still is alive. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Let me load up. And she runs forward as she loads her flintlock. And she lines up a shot with her flintlock and aims and fires for a 20, which hits. Damn, dude. She shot Velmir with a gun. <laughs> yeah, from downtown. Good <laughs> God. 10 damage halved. What, did he catch it in his teeth? <laughs> the bullet just basically barely affects the shadow and just flies right through his body and doesn't take any of the essence with him. And then after Kurgle, we then move on to Cat. So the first thing I'm going to do is <gasps> And then I'm going to try to use one of my attacks to grapple him. Okay. Grit. Mm. Yeah, your choice was wrong, by the way. What was it, dexterity? Yes. Crit plus oh, what? Yeah. Ooh. 26 total. You win by one point. Yes. All right. So you have him grappled. I'm going to rotate him around so that I'm not blocking any light. All this light shining from Astra's shield and the, and the wall of light right on him. And he can't go nowhere. He can't sneak around. That way everyone has a clear shot of him. Except Finch, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And I will uh, use my second attack to just actually attack him. Why are you looking like that? <laughs> is grappled a condition? Grappled is a condition. So you take hold of him and you spin him around you and he just falls out of your grip as like you can't hold on to the shadow. I got legendary resistance. He is immune, He's immune to, grapple, to all conditions. Oh, even which is, that's uh, in daylight. <laughs> I mean, not, whatever. It's not like that. He does have sunlight sensitivity, well, but that's why blind didn't work. Right. Is Velmir an incel? Like, is that what this is? He is a shadow. Okay. So, yes. 
He is. <laughs> and if you remember from the equilibrium, he was manifested from the literal existence of the plane realm. He is basically a god. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. Ain't immune to prone, though. That's what I was about to ask. <laughs> is prone a condition? <laughs> prone is not a condition. Oh, wait, no, it is a it condition. Is a condition. Oh my God. I knocked him prone in the beginning. Yeah, I did not realize it was a condition, so that passed by me as a DM. <sighs> I'm going to rotate to the left in front of, like directly in front of where he's facing. All right, so you rotate around him. We're going to bonus action shove him back 10 feet. Okay. And this is his athletics or acrobatics? Mm -hmm. 8 plus 9. I'm having a really bad time. 8, eight plus 19. 27. 8 plus 19 is 27. Thank you. And that is going to beat my 19. And push him back 10 feet. And I'm going to run back up on him and attack him with my second <laughs> attack. Okay, I was wondering. I was like, I'm just trying to push him back from the book as much as I can. I see what you're doing. I just assumed you would attack him first. It looks Either cooler way. this way. This and he'll, I'll be in uh, range if he tries to run away for an opportunity attack. And that is a crit miss. He easily just dodges as you're like throwing him around. He's basically dancing with you and following your movements pretty well. Is there anything else on your turns you will be doing? The potion of free action? It is, technically. I'll uh, whip out a potion and all chug right. it. Sounds good. And I believe that will end your turn, Kath. That's all I can do. And we're on to Doris. The more I learn about Belmere, the more I realize there is nothing Doris can do to this man. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Oh. You can boost your allies. I know. That's really all I got. But I mean, I'm running out of spell slots and I'm running out of bardic inspiration points. <laughs> so I can be a body shield. <laughs> I can do that. Just want to go stand over the book. <laughs> <laughs> Lemon Hut. I don't have time to do that. <laughs> it, takes, it takes a minute to make the hut or 10 minutes. It's not yeah, one round. Yeah. Um, I can start doing it. <laughs> yeah, I technically shouldn't have allowed it in wave break that one time. That was a, uh, I, I failed there. Live um, and we learn. I can move. Uh, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll move to in front of where the book is. And With your dash? Uh, do I have to dash to get there? Yeah. You, you get we're like right take, behind it. It would take dashing. 35 feet to get in front of it. Oh, okay. My character's blocked by uh, yeah, I'll do that. I will dash and get near the book and just stand there. I'm going to turn and face Velmir, though, because I beat him before. I'm not standing up and moving it again. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I just want the audience to understand that I am facing Velmir. <laughs> like, we did this before. I'll do this shit again. That'll be my turn, though. All right. And after Dorth, we are on to Velmir. Velmir sprints out of your range for the book, it appears. Would you like to use your reaction for an opportunity attack? Hell yeah. Crit! All right. Roll a d20 for me. Another 20. It's a six. You're going to add four to the normal critical, so you'll do the extra die and then plus four again. 25 points of damage. And this is just magical damage, nothing radiant, right? Nope, just magical bludgeoning. <sighs> D uh, does he take it out of my mage hand? My mage hand get a save. Oh. I forgot about mage hand. You're right. I guess yeah, that would have some sort of effect. Yeah. Uh, give me a 
dexterity save as he attempts a sleight of hand to grab it from the floating mage hand. I can use Tides of Chaos after I roll my first roll, right? Correct. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Fucking hell! It was worse! Wild magic, right? Yeah, maybe that'll do something. Wild magic on Tides of Chaos, but maybe that fireball centered on yourself will do some good this time. (laughs) Wait, what? They're saying the effect of wild magic might do something here. Yeah, that was going to be a... Six deck save. Yeah, he's got a uh, 24 mm. on that sleight of hand. Cool, cool, cool. So give me a D100 roll for the wild magic. 38. This face. Facial expressions, this... God damn it. Does what it, is it? Does it matter? Uh, <laughs> roll a D6 for me. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's a one. What? Well. <laughs> you gotta go get something? We're either like set or <laughs> fucked. I mean, either way. And what happens here, Astra, mm-hmm. is 1d6 flumps controlled by the DM appear in unoccupied spaces within 60 feet of you and are frightened of you. They vanish after one minute. <laughs> and what you see in front of you is this ball of jelly <laughs> with tentacles coming off of the bottom of it and snail-like eyes coming off the top of it. And there's this weird gaping mouth that is on the side of it. And it looks at you and goes, whoa, <laughs> and starts to run away. <laughs> does it run away into Velmir? It does not. Because it's frightened. Because it's not its turn to move. And the book's gone. As Velmir grabs the book of Vorin from your mage hand, he sprints back towards your direction, Kath. And you try to swing, but you're just, you have no more energy this round as you've already used your reaction on the first opportunity attack. And he runs right past you to that weird engraving on the floor. And a blue light emits and vanishes with the Book of Foreign. The flump runs away. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> Glad you could make it. After Velmir's turn, the fluff runs away a full 60 feet. And he's basically dashing. Yeah, he's frightened, so he's using his entire turn to get as far away from Astra as possible. <laughs> he's coming with Velmir. <laughs> <laughs> Wait for me, Flump. <laughs> what the flump? So yeah, the flump runs away by flying for 60 feet. And then we move on to Finch's turn. Finch, you just saw Velmir run for the Book of Vorin, grab it from Astra's mage hand after getting hit by Keth, run to the teleportation circle, and as he steps on it, disappears. Scream, no! And run to the teleportation circle and jump in it. As you run to the teleportation circle and step on it, it does not activate. I'm going to stab at it with my sword for no reason, just piss just exactly what i was gonna do on my turn (laughs) and then astra we are on to you for your turn um astra's is just going to run forward as far as she can to her friends after astra we move to felomir um felomir will just send a streak of light uh towards the teleportation (laughs) circle uh and also attempt to move and regroup with his friends all right and after felomir we are at the top of the round with kirkle Oh, where'd he go? And she stands still. Keth? And I'm just going to run to the teleportation circle. And we get to Doris. Not this time, you 
and I'm gonna pull up my sleeve and click that time watch. Yes. Yes. Uh huh. With the time watch activated, Velmir returns to his original spot right next to Keth. We go back to his normal HP before that critical hit. The mage hand is again holding the Book of Vorin, and Doroth takes damage, activating the chrono watch. 43 damage. <laughs> 43 damage. We're skinning the cat, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and we are on Velmir's turn. But to determine if something has changed, I would like the four of you to first give me perception checks. Do they see me go? Keth, <laughs> you have disadvantage on this check. 18. 11. 13. 11. Astra, I believe you're going to be the only one that notices this. You notice that Doroth has just crumbled to his knees in damage. <laughs> I will I will then need you to give me a wisdom Martha. check. <laughs> I'm coming, Martha. I need you to give me a wisdom check. I will just tell you straight up, you need a 13. That is a 18. You realize that Doroth has just flipped the switch on his chrono watch. And the big tell is that his hand, his forearm is showing from beneath his winter jacket. And you can see the actual flip of the switch. I will give you four words. <laughs> <laughs> Something bad's going to happen. <laughs> Technically, that was five, I think. Something, something bad, bad is going to happen, but we'll something, with it. No, something bad's bad. <laughs> it's a contraction. It's a contraction. Yes, that is Suck true. Fuck it, Dave. And that gonna. Is gonna is slang. Yep. Is yes. word. All right. Four words. <laughs> so you all have heard that something bad's going to happen, and that's going to give me another wisdom check for the three of you. The DC is it's going to be a DC of 12. 10. Keth don't know. 16. Fell your nose. <laughs> oh, God. Ben said what? <laughs> I'm, dude, I'm rolling so bad. <laughs> it's all gone. All that, everything that came out swinging is just. <laughs> Who's a doo-doo head now? <laughs> Velmir takes his movement towards the Book of Vorin. Keth, would you like to use your opportunity attack? Yes. All right. Crit, 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 crit. <laughs> Almost. Uh, 19. That is going to be a hit. No. Kill him. Kill Eight plus. It's nine. Nine damage. That's it. Oh, no. <laughs> That's, it. That's it. He rushes forward, reaches for the Book of Vorin in the Mage Hand, using his sleight of hand versus Astra's dexterity save. Mm-hmm. Big money, daddy needs a new parachute. That's a 20. Versus my 16. <laughs> <laughs> yes, let's go. You keep the book away from him, and he has moved 60 feet. Angry with his raging, 
He then takes one step forward towards Doroth. (laughs) (laughs) I can still save you. What does he do, Dave? He attacks with his blade. Is it a magical blade? It is a magical blade. (laughs) This is going to be a 23 on the hit. That's a hit. 12 damage. Mm. We're we're alive. We're alive. Mm. We got a heartbeat. I got a... Four? We got four. Four. Four We got four. We got four. (laughs) We're hanging on. (laughs) Barely. Look him in the eyes. Take the hit. (laughs) I stop you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And after Velmir... We are on to, not the flump, but Finch. <laughs> yes, let's go! How far away is he from me? He's 85 feet away from you. Okay, so he's too far for me to really get in range of anything, I think, right? With only 30, let me move my 30 feet. And so then what, what, where does that put me? That would put you 55 feet away. So he's within 60 foot? He is within mm-hmm. 60 feet. Um, all right, so he's going to unholster his flintlock. But this flintlock looks a little different. It still has the same classical style of the original we all know and love, but it is shining bright. It is not scuffed anymore. It is not scratched anymore. It has inlays of gold. It is the guardian's flintlock. It is magical. And he's going to take two shots. Two shots? Yep. (laughs) Hashtag not blessed. (laughs) The the negatives on strength don't affect the range? That is correct. Okay, so that was 13. 13 is a miss. 17 plus 9 equals... 26. 26. 26 is a hit. Damage, damage. Let's go. 2d8 plus 6 radiant. Okay, that's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. (laughs) I think it's 12 plus... Six, equals 18, 18 damage. 18 radiant damage. Times two. Doubled will be 36. He had 30 HP left. Oh my God. The Guardian's Flintlock fires, and you guys have not seen this. Finch hasn't seen this. Not a bullet flies out of the Flintlock, but two beams of radiant energy fire from this Flintlock. One just a little overhead, Finch realizes, oh, fuck, that got to compensate differently here. And fires true and blasts the back of the head of Velmir, dissipating the body. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that will end combat without a flump on the battlefield. <laughs> uh, no, use the watch again. We got to <laughs> get that flump. We need that flump back. Hello, companions. Stick around for this mid-roll, please. Don't skip ahead. That's rude. It's the Act 4 finale, and I can't tell you how excited I am we have made it this far. I have been planning this final story arc since day one of the podcast. I knew I wanted to get us here to the Universal Library at some point, and I knew someone was going to be hopping through time. I am so excited it has been completed and published for us to remember forever. couple things, though, that I want to talk about. Obviously, the big one for me is that we need your questions, and we need your questions fast. 
The Monday after the day of this release, we are recording the roundtable, where we answer your questions in regards to our story so far. So if you have any, please, please, please send them in. I am accepting questions via two ways of communication. First, there is a channel in our Discord right now where you can go post your questions. Second, you can email them to us at fourorbs at gmail.com. We would really appreciate your submitted questions. Next thing I would like to mention is if you are listening to us right now on Spotify on your mobile device, while you're listening, you can go ahead over to our page on Spotify on your phone and give us a five-star rating. They just released this feature, and I would love for us to have the number of ratings needed for them to publicly post our rating on our podcast page. This isn't even a review, so you don't have to type anything. Just drop us that, hopefully, five-star rating. And a reminder that if you are listening to us on Apple Podcast, we would really appreciate your written review of us. We are only short eight ratings in the U.S. of hitting 100 ratings. Can y'all make it happen before the end of 2021? Even without an Apple device, you can log into iTunes on a computer and review us through iTunes. If you need a step-by-step on how to do it, message us on one of the social medias and I'll make sure to explain it to you with some screenshots. Last thing, because it's the last episode of the act and deadlines always have me in a rush to release an episode, I'm going to name off our Patreon supporters from the newest to the oldest. First up, Patricia Buckley, Hunter Royal, L. Nelson, Paul Lewis, Taryn Van Ettinger, Ben Toothaker of the No Mercy Podcast, Joe Hudson, Stephen Bright, Theo Whalen, Dara DeFore, Aaron Bruce, Josh Story, Mark Boykin, Matthew and Caitlin Engelman, The Backwater Bastards, Scott Nelson, Mars Linkford, Diana Deli, Jason Kachuk, Lucas Duff, Damian Rail, Adam Wright, Chase Rim, Evan Wiley, Keith, no last name, Foyston, Deidre Cole, Jacob Williams, Kevin McEwen, and Colby Parker. Thank you all for continuing to give us your support on Patreon. It's not necessary, obviously, but we really do appreciate it. It helps us get this thing rolling and we can upgrade equipment, blah, 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 blah. So really appreciate it. Truly do. All right, companions, enjoy the rest of the episode and keep a lookout in the coming weeks for some short cutscenes and the roundtable. Goodbye. The chamber goes quiet. Felmir's body is gone. The Book of Vorin is held by Astra's mage hand. The room is still bright from Felomir's wall of light and from the daylight casting from Astra's shield. And everyone takes a deep breath and realizes that the battle is over. Astra's going to let out a deep breath and then rush over to Doris and use her Preserve Life Channel Divinity to heal him 20 points up to half your HP. Thank you. What happened? I... I had to do it. I had to. Well, we 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 won. Yeah, it it, it worked, right? Yes. I'll uh, turn around at this point as my rage is starting to dissipate, and I'll say, "Wait, what happened?" <laughs> uh, Dorth used the watch for some reason, but apparently it worked. He he escaped with the book. I couldn't let it happen. I guess notice and start to run over. Dorth, a- Asus owes you everything. And I'm going to hand him one of my greater healing potions. Just show up to my next show. (laughs) (laughs) Fitch, what what happened to you? You look way different. I feel different. Uh, I'm the same, but I'm not the same. 
I had to recover each orb again. How long has it been? What do you mean, how long has it been? I I touched the orb and I was gone for days. I never rested. I was exhausted. I was four different times of, of, of Asus. Ages. We saw you touch the orb and then a, a flash of light and then you you were what you are now. There was no time difference at all. What do you mean you went through ages? I, I went to the past and I went to the future. I had made friends along the way. I let them down along the way. <laughs> Oath of redemption. <laughs> I have failed over and over again, but it has gotten me here with you, with these orbs, and with this book, and a a, a debt of gratitude I'll never be able to pay off. Well, we're glad you're okay. And I'm glad to be here. Glad for you all to be here, alive. I'm going to look at the book. Yeah, it's floating in Astra's hand, mage hand. Look at everyone else and pull out the orbs. I'll hold two in each hand. (laughs) 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 Y'all see the blue orb for the first time up close, and there they are. All four of them. We did it. Now what? Yeah, what what do we do now? What are are we going to do with this book? What are we going to do with the orbs? I think we need to rest. Yeah, I don't feel too good. Um, Should we do it here? That doesn't seem like a good idea. Where are we again? <laughs> <laughs> Where else can we go? Well, I, I think the first step would be getting out of this place. It's probably still burning out in the the, the main chamber. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I guess, like, as we're walking out, I'm assuming we're all leaving. I'm going to look at Astra and say, did, did I die? Uh, no, you you were okay. I didn't. I mean, you you passed out. Yes, you lost consciousness again, but you did not transform. I didn't. Do you think I'm cured? Or maybe I could control it now. Maybe. I'm not sure of the explanation, but let's just be thankful that you didn't. We can figure that out later. Yes. I'm so tired. <laughs> oh, don't worry, little man. I'll carry you if you want. Please. Oh, <laughs> ship him. Ship him. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Where's that fan art? <laughs> oh, my God. Gurgle walks over and uh, takes you by, like, the scruff of your neck, basically. <laughs> like a kid. <laughs> <laughs> the most unromantic way. <laughs> Slings it you puts, over his shoulder like a coat. Slings you over his shoulder. <laughs> no. It's wow. supposed to hold him like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> That was the cute image. That's what that's what I pictured you. through the yeah, threshold. <laughs> yeah, I was picturing like you carry like a bride. Like <laughs> <laughs> the six of you then start to head out of this chamber and into the Universal Library's aisles, and you walk through this large library once again, and the smoldering has dissipated. But as you get closer to the outside, you can see from inside that the buildings that have collapsed are still smoldering. There's still a slight blaze amongst a lot of them. And you step out into the cold again. And everyone give me a perception check. 15. 8. 25. 5. 16. Doroth, you notice it immediately. Finch, you eventually catch it. And Astra, you also see this as well, kind of last second. But this has only been a day. One single day since you first got to the top of the mountain, and the sun is finally setting. It's been one of those long days after fighting the Collector and 
working your way to the back of the library, then fighting Velmir, and for one of you, hopping through time and taking on the challenge of retrieving the final orb. At this point, after a silence, and you kind of take in the breath of fresh air from being inside, Doroth, you see it immediately, then Finch, then Astra. A bird, a large black crow, lands in the rubble of the building the statue of Kristoff landed on. It bounces around curiously and confused. Then you notice from a distance that there is a piece of parchment stripped to the leg, as if it's a message crow. There's there's a note on that bird. I'll whistle. <whistles> to me. Give me an animal handling check. As you use your behavior you've learned with animal handling, with message birds, with Crimson Command, hoping this is one of those. That, that's what I was definitely hoping, yeah. <laughs> it flies away. <laughs> Eight. It does ignore you. Come here, bird. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a 23. Are you using speak with small beasts? I'm using animal handling. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, it does. It sees you and then flies over and you, it lands on your fingers if you held, held them out, I guess. Yes. And uh, you pull from it a letter oh, shit. on the leg. I will oh, shit. Take the letter and I will un- unfurl it, which you have so painstakingly <laughs> <laughs> quite nicely <laughs> done all the, the the didgeridoos or whatever. <laughs> this is a long ass letter. <laughs> I'll look at Finch. Command. I, I think that's you. I'll nod. Any that remain at their outpost. Keep a lookout for Flynn Finch Cartwright. Oh, that is you. <laughs> Master Scout of Asus. If you find him, escort him to Gamor. If he refuses, arrest him. And I'll look at Finch again. <laughs> if he resists, capture him. He has abused his title and must stand trial in the Crimson Court. Law is absolute. We are the eyes of the Guardians, and Master Scout Cartwright has taken our sight. Signed, High Captain Gate. Oh, I'll just hand it to Finch. This is bad. Yeah, I'll kind of hang my head a little bit, and then I guess look at it as he hands it to me. I don't understand. We we did what we were supposed to do. Why why would they want to arrest you? I I, I don't know. I've I've done everything I could. Everything I thought they were asking of me. I you've, you've got the orbs. I have the orbs in in the book. We, we have the orbs in the book. It's, well, I guess you did technically disobey the the order to return to headquarters, but that language and that message seems a bit harsh for that. I thought I thought I was given the authority to to act on my own will in, in what I thought was best. Uh, and I, I guess I, I just hope that they understand that. I, unless there's, you know, guardian forbid, some sort of corruption or just vengeance against me because of Captain Gate's son as I look off into the horizon. There was that as well. What what are we going to do? Well, I said once I got the orbs, I was going to Gamora. I think that's what I'm going to do. Wait, you you can't just go. They're going to arrest you. They'll take the orbs. I mean, better to resolve this now as opposed to just being a fugitive the sounds of it yeah I mean what was he gonna do with the orbs anyway you weren't just gonna run off and hide with them were you 
think my, my plan was always to somehow keep it part of the command. Whether or not that meant me going out on my own afterwards with them, it was always to return and create a plan. You know what? Screw the show. If you're going to Gamora, I'm going to Gamora. Yeah, me too. Yeah, we'll we'll defend you. We can't let you go alone, and we can vouch for you, clearly. I look around. I, I couldn't have done any of this without you. Any of you. I'm forever in your debt. Thank you so much. I get a little tear in my eye. To Gamora. To Gamora. To Gamora. To sleep? <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah, we should probably rest first. Yes, we could uh, afford a, a brief uh, rest, I believe. How How's about a lemon hut? <sighs> I've got just the thing. It's a lemon hut. <laughs> And with that, we end Act Four, The Law of the Land. No. Nope. Pinch out of water? Oh, that's too good. Do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> what is this? Wait, one? wait. I got you. I got you. I got you. Hold on. The Law of the Sheet. We end uh, Act Four, A Break in Time? A Break in Time. <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we end Act Four. A break in time. A fitting end with the watch, right, guys? Oh! <laughs> Look at that. Nice, 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 nice. You got uh, doo doo on your head, Dave. Doo doo it. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I thought we were friends. <laughs> We love you. <laughs> <laughs> so middle school. <laughs> you should make your spiritual weapon a giant oystrich. Yes. Bram. <laughs> so, a cat for some reason. Um, that's nine plus ten, right? So that'd be nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> You are correct. <laughs> Man, I need you to give me a 19 and that one has to go on <laughs> Can you give me a 19, please? Oh, Chuck. That's true. The spirit of Jiminy. Would Jiminy do it? Be a good prank if nothing else. Chaos. <laughs> good prank. I think Jiminy would just do it randomly. <laughs> yeah, he would have done it at the start of the combat. Yeah. There is so much lore on flumps. Oh my goodness. <laughs> the, the flump, dude. Uh, coming from a distant from distant stars to protect <laughs> unprepared worlds from cosmic <laughs> horrors. Some Lovecraft shit. Yeah. Nice. <laughs>